This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, September 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Florida's repeal dropped in spending negotiations. Florence is coming. And Senate Ag leaders question ERS NIFA relocation. Water's repeal was dropped in the spending negotiations. It looks like it's up to the Trump administration to repeal the Obama-era Waters of the U.S. rule without any help from Congress. House and Senate negotiators reached an agreement on a fiscal 19 funding bill for the Army Corps of Engineers that omits a WOTUS repeal provision that had been included in the House version of the language. Democrats said killing the WOTUS policy rider was one of the several anti-environment provisions that they kept out of the final version of the spending measure. The House included a similar WOTUS repeal rider and a separate spending bill for the EPA, but it doesn't appear likely to survive either. A senior House appropriator, Tom Cole, Oklahoma Republican, says that it's going to be difficult for House negotiators to keep any controversial policy riders in the final FY19 appropriation bills since the Senate largely kept divisive issues out of its version of the measures. The Senate-House agreement will increase the core budget by $172 million to $7 billion. That's $2.2 billion more than President Trump requested. The deal also ensures full use of the estimated receipts for the Inland Waterways Trust Fund. Florence is coming. Hurricane Florence is barreling toward the Carolinas and Virginia, and the Category 4 storm, as of yesterday afternoon, could do plenty of damage to the region's farms, according to weather forecasters, government officials, and farm groups. A storm of that magnitude would be the strongest storm to hit that part of the country in almost 30 years, according to USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey, who is predicting Florence will make landfall late Thursday or Friday. Florence is expected to bring winds of up to 140 miles an hour, and that's reason for extreme concern, says National Pork Producers Council spokesman Dave Warner. North Carolina is the second largest pork producing state of the country, and most of the farms are in the low-lying eastern part of the state. NPPC is so worried, the group cut short its annual Washington fly-in from members and canceled a Thursday roundtable meeting with reporters so farmers can leave town by Wednesday before the storm makes landfall. In a worst-case scenario, Florence could stall and remain in place inland for three to five days, causing catastrophic floods along with wind damage, according to USDA's Rippy. President Trump weighed in with a tweet saying, To the incredible citizens of North Carolina, South Carolina, and the entire coast, the storm looks very bad. Please take all the necessary precautions. We have already begun mobilizing our assets to respond accordingly, and we are here for you. Senate Ag leaders question ERS NIFA relocation. The chairman and top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee are raising concerns about Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue's plan to move the Economic Research Service and National Institute for Food and Agriculture out of the nation's capital. Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas and ranking member Debbie Stabenow of Michigan are asking Purdue to explain the rationale for the plan and to turn over any cost-benefit analysis that has been done. In a letter to Purdue obtained by AgriPulse, the senator cited concerns by some stakeholders that a large number of employees will be unable to move, causing a sharp loss of knowledgeable staff. 
The letter also asked Purdue to explain how he will protect the independence of ERS if he goes forward with his plan to put the agency under the control of the Office of the Chief Economist, which is part of the Secretary's office. Keep in mind, it's far from clear whether Congress will intervene in the relocation plans. Democrats on the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, which controls the USDA budget, also have raised concerns. But the chairman of the subcommittee, Robert Adderholt of Alabama, told AgriPulse he didn't expect the relocation to be addressed in the USDA's fiscal 19 spending bill. And House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas said that he didn't expect the issue to be addressed in the farm bill either. Final versions of both bills are under negotiation. Brazil increasing beef exports to China. U.S. cattle ranchers have been hoping for years to capitalize on China's growing demand for beef. but They remain mostly sidelined as Brazil grabs more and more of that massive Asian market. Brazil is now forecast to produce 10.2 million metric tons of beef next year, a 3% increase that's expected to make it possible for a record-breaking exports for 2019. That according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Spurred on by higher demand from Asia, mostly China and Hong Kong, Brazil is now forecast to export 2.125 million tons of beef in 2019, a new record up from 2.025 million tons in 2018. Together, China and Hong Kong imported 309,511 metric tons of beef from Brazil in the first seven months of this year. China lifted its ban on U.S. beef last year, but kept in place tight restrictions on growth promotants and hormones that limited trade. Now, new Chinese tariffs are limiting trade even further. The Brazilian government and packers are intensifying trade missions and export promotional activities for beef in all overseas markets, but mostly in Asia and the Middle East regions, which accounts for over 50% of all beef exports, that according to FAS officials in the report. USDA and FDA to hold public meeting on lab-grown meat. The USDA and the Food and Drug Administration will host a joint public meeting next month on the use of cell culture technology to develop products from livestock and poultry. Hosted by the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service and the FDA, the meeting will focus on the potential hazards, oversight considerations, and labeling of cell-cultured food products derived from livestock and poultry, that according to a news release sent out by the two agencies. The meeting will be held October 23rd and 24th in the Jefferson Auditorium in the USDA South Building. FDA has so far taken the lead on the new technology, which produces meat that has been called both clean and fake. But the meat industry has pushed back, saying FSIS has the expertise to regulate the new industry. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue said this is an important opportunity to hear from the agriculture industry and consumers as we consider the regulatory framework for these new products. American farmers and ranchers feed the world, but as technology advances, we must consider how to inspect and regulate to ensure food safety regardless of the production method. Court greenlights lawsuit over FSA review of poultry operation. 
Food and Water Watch can continue with its lawsuit over the Farm Service Agency's environmental review of a poultry feeding operation on Maryland's eastern shore. That according to a court ruling issued yesterday. FSA had argued that since the facility has been built, there is no longer anything to challenge. But U.S. District Judge Burl Howell said the loan guarantee provided by FSA continues today, so the case is not moot. FSA also had challenged the legal standing of the plaintiffs, but Howell said there was enough evidence to show the plaintiffs could be harmed by the facility to allow them to sue. Food and Water Watch and two of its members, one of whom lives next door to the plant, are the plaintiffs. They contend that FSA's environmental review of the One More Hall farm was inadequate. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, September 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.